afternoon. Welcome aboard, guys. It's Monday. It's the show. It's heading back to the window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Redshaw, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we do it every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, heading back to the window. That's where we want to send you to cash those winning tickets. J.C. Stone says, greeters from the lo- greetings from the Losers Lounge. I need to get 86 out of here. Uh, I think a lot of us had that kind of a weekend. I had an utterly horrific, mind-numbingly bad weekend. And then I couldn't get OBS to work on Saturday night, Scott, so I didn't uh, get to shoot a video for yesterday's NFL action. But judging by the way the games went, that probably was the not a bad thing. So <laughs> how'd you guys do? How'd you, how'd Overall, you, how'd you I do? Was, you do I all right? Fine. Yeah. Yeah, I had a pretty good weekend. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, I ended up losing on the NBA play I had yesterday, so I didn't sweep the board or anything. But for the most part, solid weekend. UFC was nice to me. Made like two and a half units from there. So that was nice. But yeah, yeah looking forward to uh, the new year. I know you're looking forward to Christmas, but either way, a lot of holidays in store. You excited for nba on christmas you're not a fan of all that you know i'm okay with that it's it's kind of fun to have something to something to watch on christmas i'd of course i'd rather watch college football or nfl but you know you take what mm-hmm. you get ajas ajs ajs is here it says no hockey tonight um you yeah, no hockey Pretty tonight. sure there's one game minnesota dallas that's that's going on right this hasn't been canceled okay uh, as far as i know that hasn't been canceled yet so that's the only game on Big X. The X is in the house. The X Factor. Do you Scott, was this become a national story with the, the fan, the Chiefs fan known as X Factor? Did you see any of that anywhere? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Well, he's the guy that has the wears the arrowhead instead of a cheese head. He wears an arrowhead and he has a he's all dressed up in red and yellow, but he's a kind of a kind of a drunk, kind of a scummy guy, kind of a drunk. Uh rumors are he's a bit of a bit of a uh, perhaps uh Likes to do a little crystal meth on occasion. Again, these are all alleged rumors. I certainly don't want to put anything out there that's not true. But uh, he got he got kicked out of Arrowhead for we got he got a lifetime ban for getting in a fight. He got absolutely clocked by another by another super super fan. It's like it's like the uh, like furries arguing with each other. Scott, it's just the, the, the super fan shit is just ridiculous. You know. But aren't you, but you're rooting for the same team. So yeah. why are you punching each other? Yeah, that's what, yeah. You're rooting for the same team because it becomes. It became all about them, about their recognition as being the Chiefs' best super fan and all this ridiculous shit, you know? I don't know. Uh, to me, when you're spending that kind of money, you've taken it a bit too far. Especially, this wasn't a guy that had a lot of money, judging by the way he dressed and with the clothes and where he lived and everything. So, I mean, when you're spending hmm, $150 a piece, so you're spending 300 and just three grand on tickets, another. Uh, another five hundred to park, so you're a thirty five hundred dollar investment. You know, I I don't know. I just I think when those games are on TV, there's a better there's a, a better alternative for your thirty five hundred bucks. But you know what? You you do what makes you happy. All right, enough of that rant. So let's get to it. Let's just talk about you know the good news and the bad news. We're not going to spend this time just bitching about everything. At least I'm not. I. Again, it's it's one of those weekends that make you question everything about your existence. And I, I should just go live in a monastery and not ever watch fucking sports again. But 
And it was weird because I had such a great week. I had such a fantastic week. We did well on the farm. The, far, the farm is still intact. So we're, uh, we're our burgeoning. We're, we're like turning into uh, J.R. Ewing here, buddy. We're getting some property. We're rolling. All right. Very good. Well, we'll get to that a little bit later. Of course, we're going to talk about the uh, Sunday NFL action. We'll preview today's games, as it were. And, uh, yeah, but let's get to it. Let's find out, uh, first of all, who else had a bad weekend and who had a good weekend. We'll take a look at, of course, the Monday edition of Call Them Cobbs. All right, Scott, there was a lot of ones that uh, could have qualified for this, but we'll start off in the college ranks, the bowl game there, Louisiana and Marshall, if you had under uh, 56, pretty good shape, 37, 21-16 after three quarters, 20 points in the fourth quarter, congratulations, thanks for playing no defense at all, boys, tight game, you thought maybe you'd crank, crank it down a little bit, maybe stuff them on third down, nope, none of that happened as a... Uh, Louisiana, Marshall, you've uh, dramatically disappointed me. Uh, game landed 57. That's one point more than 56. You had the under there. Oof, call the cops. And looking at a Friday bowl game between Middle Tennessee State and Toledo, total was 50. And if you had the under, you were in good shape. 31 points going into the fourth quarter. 24 points in the fourth quarter, including a quote-unquote meaningless touchdown drive there <laughs> by Toledo at the end. Game landed at 55. Ah, so far, the bowl game unders have not been a very solid bet, Scott. And I know you and I liked a lot of those. <laughs> uh, uh, I, wouldn't, I would say that we liked a couple of overs as well, so we haven't been completely destroyed on those. No. But, yeah, definitely if you've been betting unders, I think you've cashed one up to this I, point. I say once, yeah. And I think... And I think Two favorites. Yeah, the Utah State game. That was pretty much it. And two favorites have cashed, right? That's it. I believe so. Right. Um, just actually looking through that. Uh, Liberty, Liberty cashed, and Louisiana cashed. Yep. So two so far. That's it. Yep. Two out of two out of uh, eight. Nicely done. Yep. So of course today you and I both have the underdog. Um, I can I can say that now. I've got. Uh, ODU as a premium, and it uh, started off well, and now, mm, not so much. Tulsa's kind of showing their Still early. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, we said the same thing after they returned the opening field, opening kickoff for a touchdown, too. Mm -hmm. All right, so moving to the NFL, if you had the Packers minus six and a half against the Ravens, uh, you know the drill on this one. They led by 14 points, less than five minutes left. Ravens, 13 unanswered. Packers win by one, but you don't care about that because you were laying six and a half when they scored that second touchdown there in the fourth quarter. You're toast. Uh, congratulations. Call the cops. And the last one in the NFL, if you had the Falcons and 49ers over 47 and a half, you had 44 points with a minute left in the third quarter. And then you had zero points the entire fourth quarter. Game landed 44. Uh, yeah, that's probably the, probably the worst one. I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw an honorary mention out there just because I had this as one of my premiums. We had the, uh, under 44 in the Bills Panthers game. And we were fortunate the Panthers field goal kicker pulled up lame during warmups. 
and uh, that helped, and we were right on track. They scored uh, three points, I believe, in the in the first quarter. Everything's going swimmingly. Uh, the game is sitting at 38. Bills driving gets to fourth and two from the 12. Bills with a 10-point lead. Of course, you kick the field goal there to make it a two-touchdown game. That's not what they did, Scott. They decided to go for it on fourth and two. They didn't just get a little running play to pick up the first down and then kill the clock. Oh, no, no, no. That's not how my weekend went. Uh, play action pass. Wide open, right down the seam. Touchdown. Bills, you wouldn't miss the extra point for me? No, fuck, you wouldn't. 45. That one ended. So, yeah, I'm throwing an honorary mention in there for Call the Cops as well. But All right, so, now... We're shaking that all off. Like it's like it's like it's like yoga class. You shake off all the bad, and now it's the good news. Oh, you bring in the good vibes. These are the people that were doing the, they were living right, Scott. They were right where they want to be. You make those bets, you don't even have to sweat it. Why? Because you're sitting in the goddamn rocking chair. So, first one was in college, looking at a match between Liberty and Eastern Michigan in the bowl game. Liberty, minus nine. Very easy. They led by 23 at halftime, won by 36 points. I'll sum up my weekend with one quick phrase, Scott. I like the Eagles there. <laughs> Just pretty, That's fair. pretty much how that went. Uh, yeah, you want to jinx an underdog? Yeah, I'll take care of it for you, thanks. Hey, if you had Utah State, Oregon State under 68, yeah, there you go. Congratulations. You finally hit an under. They had 24 points at halftime. They scored about half of that. In the second half, as that game landed 37, congratulations. Never a sweat. You're sitting in a rocking chair there. And looking at the NFL, if you had the Cowboys and Giants under 43 and a half, 18 points in the first half, game landed 27. Mike Lennon couldn't do anything offensively for the Giants. And Dak Prescott, even though they won the game, didn't look great either. And finally, this was this was my play of the day um, on our video as I had, I had the Jaguars. Got a good number, Scott. Got that closing line value locked up, buddy. Had the Jaguars minus four and a half. That went to six by game time. That fucking didn't matter because they had nothing. Nothing. Texans plus six. Texans never trailed. Not once. They won by 14. We're faced with the very distinct possibility may not have been Urban Meyer's fault completely. That team just might suck. It's definitely possible, but I still wasn't sure why the Jaguars are favored by so many points. I guess that was kind of the okie doke where uh, the Jaguars were favored by a decent amount, so you figured somebody's got to know something. I took it relatively, I'd say, publicy at least that's how my breakdown was and i thought why are the jaguars laying points to anybody yep well because the texans are awful but correct you know that's that's the deal mills uh, actually though isn't that bad oh easy easy he's not good okay. but he's been better than lawrence this year read into that how you want but he has been better than lawrence mm. lawrence has been useless the whole season Browns backers checking in, says, bad news, my Browns got screwed again. Of course, the NFL changes COVID testing. Scott, what do you think of the COVID testing? The uh, the, the pandemic is kind of uh, resurgent, resurged here, and a lot of people or a lot of players are testing uh, positive. So what would the answer be to that problem, do you think? 
No idea. Less testing, Scott. It's a, it's it's a spot where truth is you're kind of screwed either way. So it might be an out of sight, out of mind approach. That's exactly what where it is. People it's... can test positive for COVID, but if you don't do the testing for it, then nobody is COVID, right? It's like a like like when a cat hides their head under the blanket. <laughs> they think you can't they you can't see them because they can't see you. I don't know. It's it's, it's a now, mutual understanding. Like, listen, the whole league can get COVID, but we're gonna make money. So uh, the truth is, there's no way to avoid an outbreak. We saw it in pretty much all of the major sports. You're just kind of at the mercy of being in close contact with somebody or not. Yeah. So you just got to hope it doesn't impact you and go from there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I will say this, and it, it seems to be even more true, cautiously optimistic about the Omicron variant, that there have been very few severe cases among professional athletes. I know Freddie Freeman got a bad case before the before the baseball season. Um, I know there was a guy in the NFL. Some UFC fighters have gotten it. Yeah. Um, but for the I mean for the most part, it seems to have a, a, a less detrimental effect on the on professional athletes as a whole. You know, young yeah. men, young men in their prime of, of life and prime of their physical conditioning. So, you know, um that's that's I kind of get it, but it seems it, it just seems really weird. Uh, AJS wants to know if Chubb's going to get a TV, get a TD tonight. I certainly hope so because I don't know who else will. Yeah, he should. You know, I'm a huge uh, member of the Nick Mullins fan club. Yeah, stick sarcasm. A, by the way, stick I, around I for our stick around for our bet the farm plays. We are going to we're going to break our tradition and take a Nick Mullins interception prop. <laughs> we're not really doing that. We could we we actually talked about it. We couldn't find one. And Vegas laughed so hard they didn't even put a prop up. It probably would have been one and a half. You think it would have been a half, Scott, or would have been a, the rare one and a half? I think it would be a half just, just because lay, of the fact that I don't know how many something. times he's going to throw. He's not going to be throwing the ball that much, or at least he shouldn't based on game plan. So I would say over a half at probably 180. Yeah, maybe maybe more, maybe 210. It also know. involves the Raiders' defense, which stinks. So that's why I think 180 sounds a bit fair. <sighs> it's going to be fun. I, you know... You and I talked a little bit about this on air. We talked a lot about it off here. From a selfish standpoint, who doesn't love an NFL doubleheader on Monday and on Tuesday? We go right into bowl game on Wednesday, and then we're back to NFL on Thursday. That's a great week. I'm actually going to ask, though, the two games on the card tonight, uh -huh. how bad would you say those games are? One being good and ten being the worst games you've ever seen. Now, are you talking about with with the, the how it should be on the calendar, or how it's actually going to be because of COVID and or injuries? I mean, actually going to be. Oh, actually okay. Be. The Browns Raiders game that will be similar yeah. to the Baltimore Pittsburgh game on the whatever that was the Tuesday or Wednesday last year. That'll be about a a two or a three. Um, okay. the Vikings game. Uh, could be a little bit better. Let's call it a. How good is a Vikings game ever going to be though? Let's call it a four and a half. How about that? Okay. Brownsbacker says don't sleep on Durnus Johnson. I totally agree with that. I took a Durnus Johnson prop earlier in the year. He is a very very fine running back. I have. He would be a good enough running back to be a two uh, RB two for twenty other teams probably. He's a, he's a fine running back. Nothing. I totally agree, Brownsbacker. Uh, wasn't the Browns game actually supposed to be tomorrow? No, I don't think so. I think it was the first one they bumped, wasn't it? It got bumped. To I think so. Truth, got, I, 
Because it was a yeah. Saturday. It was a Saturday game, so it got bumped to Monday, and then the Sunday games got bumped to Tuesday. I was going to say, it got bumped to Monday. The issue was the time, because originally I thought it was supposed to be on at like 2 or 3 in the afternoon, I said I got really confused. I got that. I got then that. then it got moved to 5. I got that update, and I got it from Don Best. I forgot Don Best rolls everything in Pacific time. So they had the oh, they had okay. the time that correct. That was that was me. That was all on me. Oh, by the way, I haven't I haven't shown today. Um, I have to I have to do it. Um, oh, by the way, please don't re please remember to like and subscribe. If you don't like and subscribe, you're all getting a big lump of, lump of coal, and of course that counts as well as uh, listening to our buddy Chris King doing just parlays over with Jim Williams, one thirty p.m. Eastern time right here on the WWE. SBN. So make sure you check that out. As far as uh, today, um, I know everybody wants to know what shirt I got. This is a classic, Scott. You ready? It's Cheech and Chong yep. on the California Bear. Nice. I, I love my wife so much because she's just like, and I think it's like a, it's a massive shirt. It's I don't know. I'm a like I'm a, like a three X guy. I think this is like a five because it's a dress right now. So my wife. I love her so much because she just gets these cast off shirts. She like does them on, on she, like eBay and shit. It's just, it really is. It's like a box of chocolates. Today I got a chief shirt. So I'll be rolling that out tomorrow. Anyway. So anybody got any questions about games tonight? What do you guys, what do you guys, what are you guys playing tonight? What do you like? Scott and I, we had a hard time coming up with a play of the day. Not going to, not going to lie. It was a, it was kind of a, uh, Again, as and as as we take our streak, as our streak gets a little better and better, we work a little harder and harder on the farm because you know when you're losing, you're like, oh fuck, I didn't fucking just throw one out there. But when you're winning, you're like, we want to keep that going. So, Eula Foster's here says, uh, uh, Browns W tonight. AJS says plus four ten. Um, Johnson to score, really. That's not bad. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all because I think they're going to have to spell Chubb with somebody. Uh, yeah, that's solid. That's solid. Especially, especially if Johnson's going to be the third down receiving back. Mm -hmm. You always have the shot of him just taking over the Chubb, uh, the uh, Hunt role, and just trying to catch a dump off pass on third and goal. Yep, I think they're going to have to be, get creative because they're going to be without both of their tackles. I know Willis is out, and the uh, mm -hmm. the other the other tackles out as well. J.R. Black says Browns in the under. <sighs> Don't hate it. It's windy. It's windy. Uh, just too many. Uh, Browns are down three defensive They're missing a bunch of guys. Three defensive backs? Yeah, for the record, I like the under in that game. It's going to have serious Thursday night feels to me where you just see a really awful product on the field yeah. because – I'm really trying to figure out where the points are going to come from. The Raiders have no receivers. Waller's still injured, so we know that they're not going to be able to throw the ball. And Nick Mullins physically can't throw the ball. So I see a lot of running clock, a lot of ugly possessions, some wind that might push a couple of field goals wide. I get 40 and a half sounding low. Is it really that low when you look at the actual rosters on the field? I don't think that the line's that bad. No, and it hasn't moved much either. That, that, total, yeah. that total hasn't been adjusted much. Bill McDonald... A game that you and I talked about, Scott. He's laying 12 and a half tonight with the Jackrabbits as the Jackrabbits entertain the UMKC Ruse. Ruse have been surprisingly good so far. 
But we're going to find out if it's a product of who they've played or whether they're actually good because they've been really good on defense, giving up about 60 points a game. You're going to fucking get tested against South Dakota State. Team runs fast. They shoot a lot of threes. They act like, uh, if you will, jackrabbits. That's one way to put it. It's really a, a very a very well-named team there. T-Train in the house. What's up, T-Train? Bill McDonald says, do you guys think Gonzaga, Purdue, and Baylor cover those huge spreads? Two out of three. Two of the three of them do. Massive. I agree with that. I think the, Gonzaga gives me a hard time just because of how underwhelming they've been and how much they've actually played with their food so far this season. They did end up beating um, Texas Tech over the weekend, which was impressive, but Tech has no offense. I do think that Northern Arizona isn't a good team, but Gonzaga, we saw them struggle against Tarleton for an entire game. We've seen them kind of struggle to cover huge numbers. Let's just say I'm not thrilled laying that big of a number with Gonzaga. Purdue should win by 40. I, I think they're going to kill Incarnate Word. I think they'll win that game handily. Baylor I really like, but you always have to wonder about motivation. Baylor's number one again. They had a nice road win against Oregon over the weekend. I know Oregon's not a good team, but you still travel to that hideous court and you won a game. So that's still impressive to me. But, oh boy, I wouldn't try to parlay any of those or I wouldn't really feel great about betting any of those because in college basketball, unless the team you're against is god-awful, the team you bet on might just park it when they're up 30 in the second half. Yeah, just to remind everybody, Baylor's favored by 34.5, Purdue's favored by 39, Gonzaga's favored by 35. So I think Gonzaga's going to win by 40-plus. So I think they should cover. Baylor, I like. I think they're the best team in the country. I said I'd gotten to win the title, and they went from like 22-1 to to I think 15-1 to in most spots. But they could kill Elkhorn. The question is, do they care? Yeah, that is the that is the question. Once you get up by once you get up to twenty five to thirty, then what do you do? How good are your how good is your second string? How good do they how soon do they go in? How much do you take the air out of the ball? For me, just on general principles, I'll take all the dogs. Give me give me okay. give me give me thirty five plus in every game. I'll take it. Uh, T Train says I passed tonight uh, after an awesome day yesterday. Only thing I'm thinking is that the Monday night football game perfect scenario uh, for the Vikings to step on their dicks. That does sound like a very Vikings thing to do, doesn't it? And, uh, yeah, I, I could certainly see I'm, that. I'm not laying the points with Minnesota. I'll tell you that much. It's, uh, it's Kirk Cousins on Monday night. Scott, what would you guess Kirk Cousins' Monday night passer rating is? With one, not, not Q, see, it's tricky because... Not his, QBR, but his actual I, passer I know rating. his primetime record, but that also includes Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of exclusively Monday night. Ten times he's been on Monday night football. I'll, I'll, I'll I don't know the passer rating, but is he... I'm trying to think if he's even won a game. Is he one in nine? 90.1, Scott. Well, I'm saying, is he 1-9 straight up? I, I don't, I'm don't. i curious what his actual Monday Night record is. No idea. No it's idea. not good. He hasn't won many games. I'll tell you. I'll just tell you how good Kirk Cousins has been. So Okay. Unknown entity. I don't, mind, I don't mind teasing the Bears and the under in that game. No. I think you get a decent teaser number there. <sighs> no. And Kirk's a beast in cold weather. Yeah. T-Train, I think Zimmer's an abysmal coach. I've said this time and time again. And people kind of, it's really common sense, but people don't think about it this way. If your head coach specializes in a given area, so let's just say your coach is an offensive genius, allegedly, or a defensive genius, and let's just say whatever he specializes in stinks. So if you have Zimmer, who's a defensive-minded guy, 
and the defense isn't any good, then why is he the head coach of your team? What is he doing for you? Sounds so simple, but a serious question. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, agreed. That's the, that is that is definitely something you have to look at. Uh, another game we talked about, uh, J.R. Black on the Utah Jazz team total over 124.5 against Charlotte. That total made me laugh. It was 235 on the overnight, and you're thinking, are they playing with last year's fouling rules? And All now right. it's up to 238. So uh, it has been a little buyback, two thirty-seven and a half now in some spots. So we're saying it's a lot, mm. but I kind of have to like the over. Utah has not played well the last couple of games, though. I, they lost to San Antonio. They lost to Phoenix. Who else did they lose? They lose to Washington. They lose to Phoenix by thirty. Now I'm not talking about the, the Hornets. I'm talking about the Jazz. Oh, you're talking about the Jazz. Oh, I'm sorry. Jazz have lost two in a row. Uh, San Antonio. Or they just haven't Wa- played well. San Antonio and Washington, yeah. That's what I thought. So they're in a, a bit of a poor form there. The Hornets got embarrassed yesterday, which could be a good thing because they're playing back-to-back, but most of the guys didn't play many minutes because they were getting killed so quickly in that game. Oh, boy. I don't like taking the over with the team on a back-to-back. So if I was going to play it, it would either be the first half over or it would be the Utah team total over. But backing Charlotte on a back-to-back to contribute offensively. I am curious if they're going to struggle in the second half with a couple of short jumpers because of some fatigue there with travel involved. Right. I'm staying away from the full game under, but I do like the first uh, – full game over, but I do like the first half over. Okay, and you like the and you like the team total of 124.5 as well? I kind of have to. If I like the over, I'm penciling the Jazz in for about 130. Okay. Um – J.R. Black confirms he is one at one and nine on Monday night. Okay. And I took a guess. My po- my point is good. it's not something you can always lay at the feet of Kirk Cousins. It's not it's I'm not, still sticking it's with the teaser strategy. It's not tennis. What do you, you think about tease the Bears, get some key numbers, get the under involved? Yeah. Somebody somebody was talking about teasing all those big numbers in college basketball. You like that? Teasing them all up to forty. 40 plus. I am not a fan of teasers in college basketball. Okay. I, I actually did it back when I was in 11th grade. My friend and I would do a bunch of like 10 point teasers in college basketball. And we actually made a fortune. Okay. And then I looked back on it and I think it was a miracle huh. because most people just cannot tease college basketball successfully. It's almost impossible just because of how random the performances actually are from the teams and how awful they can look on the road and how much they can just no show at home. It's really just so unpredictable because they're not really professional athletes. So you never know what you're going to get from them, but I'm not a fan of teasers conceptually. I did make a lot of money with them, but I look back on it and they consider that one of the flukier errors of my gambling history. Made that 11th grade money. You drive into school in a Lambo buddy. Lambo, not so much, but I was able to purchase some, let's just say, beverages that I was too young to be purchasing. Nice. Outstanding. Over on the Browns game, that's sharp. I don't hate it. I don't, I don't, I'm not as, I'm, I'm not as under, on the under as everybody else in this game because there's so many injuries in the defensive backfield for the Browns. I think the Raiders are going to be able to contribute. I don't think the Raiders' defense... They're not good at full strength. I, I still think uh, Nassib is questionable for this one, so they're going to be uh, light on the defensive line quite possibly. 
if I was going to, if I was going to, I'm just hating both offenses. If, if I, I, I can't take an over with Nick Mullins at quarterback, I, I just can't do it. If I'm playing a total there, I'm playing the over. I'm, I'm not getting involved, but if I do, I'm leaning, I'm leaning over. Somebody asked me if that's Jesus juice. No, it's my, uh, it's my iced tea. <laughs> We've talked about this before, dude. If I, at, at my age, if I started drinking in the afternoon, the whole, the whole day's shot. I've either got to keep drinking, or uh, just take a nap. Just take about a four-hour nap. I, I can't do it. I just I can't do it anymore. You know, I did read somewhere that you can never be hungover if you keep drinking. That's right. That's a good point. Bien trabajo says uh, como estas. Uh, nada. Bien. Yo soy bien. Uh, I think anyone betting on the Browns Raiders game needs to go to a meeting. At the end of the day, you can make a case for that. I'm not. I'm not going to shy away from that statement. There is so much uncertainty. I will say this. If you're watching anybody on a video, if you're if you're reading previews of this game, and anybody tells you I got a stone cold lock, I know what the fuck's going to happen. You got to come to me. I got a. It's my five star play. That's all. That's even more than usual. That's bullshit because there are so many unknown factors in this game, and there are still unknown factors with people that are questionable. You don't know how they're going to fucking test. You don't know who's going to be inactive. Anybody tells you they got a lock on that game, they are full of shit. Now they might get lucky, they might get it right, but. Nobody knows shit, and they know even less when it comes to this game. I think that if you're going to bet this game, uh, spoiler alert, but not really, I think you look into the prop market. Yeah. Because you actually can bet on specific players to do stuff instead of hoping a bunch of random third stringers come through for you. I think that's the way to go about betting this game. But when it comes to actual side and total, oh, boy. I'm so anti-Mullins, man. I'm so anti. I think he's awful. I'm going with the Raiders and the under, but it's it's not like a strong opinion. I'm not going to bet it or anything like that. I do like Cleveland team total under. I do think that Mullins is going to basically be told to just hand the ball off for about three hours. So I think that you will see a lot of long drives. Chubb might break one every now and then, which wouldn't surprise me completely. But I do think that the Raiders defense at some point can give up some field goals instead of touchdowns. I think you'll end up seeing a lower scoring game, but I really just don't like Mullins at all. I think he's a terrible quarterback who shouldn't be in the link. Ryan, Ryan Page says I'm thinking I'm thinking uh, teasing both unders and the underdogs for a four team teaser. I don't hate that. I, I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's as solid play as anything. Again, I'm worried I'm worried about the points without defensive backfield because the, the Raiders they can throw the ball. They've got they've got Hunter Renfro. They're kind of leaning on him like he was actually somebody, and. You know, there's there's another good prop for you. You want you want to take an over, take Hunter Brenfro over receiving yards. I don't even know what it is. Probably seventy. Either receiving yards or receptions, because they're just going to target him for a bunch of like five yeah. yard slant patterns, etc. Yeah, that that works too. Uh, T Train says he's not even watching it. Going to be worse than watching old people fuck. What? Hey, well then you're really going to hate my uh, Pornhub channel. I'm just saying, stay away from it. I don't know if you're verified or not, but you can make some money from that. I have a three-team parlay, Steelers, Bengals, and Browns. 50 to win 295. Offering 125 cash out right now. No deal. No, fuck that. 125? No. No. You're, you're of course, getting plus money for a sweetener on the Browns. But I do think that you can always look for in play if you think that it's going to be a close game throughout. I think it will be. Eventually, I think the Raiders can generate a drive or two because I do think that the the Browns' secondary is so banged up that I do think you can have some success. So 
I think you can look for a live play. The Browns, I think, will still come out, out focused at home. The question is, can they sustain it yep. for a full 60? I don't, but I think you can get a good spot mid-game, maybe at halftime. Kevin says, just hand it off. Yes, just hand it off. That That's it. That's it. Um, Bill McDonald said he had some TD props on the Bucks last night. I had the Bucks first half six and a half, minus six and a half. So yeah, I'm writing that. I'm writing the fuck the Bucks boat as well. Uh, Incarnate Word, yeah, Incarnate Word and Purdue should get pretty ugly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, right there. You think Purdue wins the rebounding battle by over under twenty seven and a half? Uh, under I think they out rebounded by about twenty two. Okay, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna address this. And I've let it slide, and I'm not going to let it slide anymore. Um, as you guys know, if you watch my videos, I keep everything completely 100% non-political. I just do, because I, there's, it's, I, I look at it as a haven for somewhere where you don't have to fucking argue about politics. There's everywhere else in the world, if you want to argue about politics, you can do it. You can do it on Facebook, you can do it on YouTube videos, Twitter, whatever. I like to keep this space politics-free, so... I know there's somebody in there that's saying the vaccines don't work. So to me, um, it would indicate the vaccines actually are working because what the vaccines are designed to do is mitigate the symptoms and keep you out of the hospital and keep bad outcomes to a minimum so far. And that's been the case. And as far as let's go, Brandon, yeah, I'm not having it. Just not fucking having it. So everybody calm down. I don't care what side you're on. I honestly don't give a fuck what side you're on. Okay. Um, so yeah, I just, just need to say, it. I, just, I know there was one NASCAR driver that came out that said he was against it because that was like a chant for him in a way, Yeah, but he knows it has the double meaning. So he's had enough of it. I don't know if you heard that story. Um, yes, Brandon, <laughs> not, yeah. dig, not digging it. James says, that's right. We're here to make money. That's right. So yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to belabor it. Everybody's cool. Everybody's got their opinions. Um, especially when it comes to football. Fuck, we can't even agree on football, let alone, let alone the fucking politics. So, um, anyway. This is the most exciting Monday afternoon I've had in a long time. I, dude, again, two NFL games. Two NFL games. Um, uh, Biden, not the most likable guy. You know what? I'm not, I'm not going to argue with that. He's like your fucking grumpy, grumpy grandfather. That, that does sound pretty accurate. Yeah, I'm regardless not. Regardless of what side you're on. That does sound pretty Regardless of what side accurate. you're on, you're like, yeah, I agree. So, Scott, what do you got in the NFL or in the NBA? We talked about a little bit. Uh, anything anything you're liking tonight? Uh, the NBA card, to me, looks exactly like the NFL card yesterday. You look around, you see a bunch of double-digit spreads. Yeah, it's a, in, uh, you've got a situation where you've, they're fighting a lot of quarantine uh, stuff there. I don't know, man. I've, I've laid off the NBA for about a week since they all started getting uh, um, testing positive for COVID. I was going to say since it's not quite hasn't hit every team and it hasn't hit them all equally, but I've, I've, I've stayed off. I know you've taken some plunges. How have you done the last week or so? Have you been able to leverage uh, the COVID news to your advantage? I've done well. Uh, the, I lost yesterday with the Spurs, which was extra unfortunate because the Spurs are one of the only teams that hasn't had an outbreak and the Kings are missing half their players. And yet you had the Spurs no show defensively and still lose by seven. So that kind of hurt. But for the most part, it's been okay. Of course, occasionally, you're going to run into a last-second scratch, which is going to kick your ass. But 
I have been doing a pretty good job for the most part because I've been focusing on the players that have already been ruled out. So I've been trying to find the star players who are in the middle of the 10-day protocol quarantine right. and just fading them. You're kind of you're kind of just having to ride a couple of things because you're hoping that there's no new news that breaks out that involves the team you bet on. But I've reduced the unit size a little bit personally because of the variance, but I've still been doing pretty well. Very good. Uh, Jay Seaton says, see, now there's there's a non-controversial topic we can all agree on. The yellow is popping. Fuck yeah, it is. Uh, Ryan Page wants to know how exactly the Raiders can score tonight. I'm not seeing it. Uh, they can score because... Brown's missing a bunch of defensive backs. That's exactly right. And and they've still got Hunter Renfro, who's a fine, fine receiver. Uh, Kings are squirrely. By the way, I see a Bien Trabajo asking for my opinion on the Mexico president race. If Canelo's running, throw a little sprinkle on him. That's all I got. Because, <laughs> we, we, you know, we do our we do our election show. Uh, should we start doing international elections? Do you want to start getting oh, into that? Boy. <laughs> you hated doing U.S. elections. I did, I did drag you Kirk in his screen. But well, we made a bunch of money on the U.S. I think I think I've made a, I think I've made you a fan, haven't I? Uh, like, much like you have turned me on to UFC betting, I believe you have seen another path to profitability as far as politics betting, right? Well, when it comes to politics, you know my go-to move. Just lay the mass amounts of juice in the Electoral College. North Dakota, North Dakota ain't going blue, kids. Are. Ain't happening. Uh, just if it's minus 1,000, just bet a California's not voting Republican. It's free money. <laughs> we'll, not give Kevin, we'll not give Rem for a break. No. No, I won't. Bill McDonald says ODU looks pretty bad, and he took him. Uh, we did, too. We're both on ODU here. And they have covering right now? What's that? You know he's covering. You know who's covering right now? I Old know. Dominion. Yeah, I know. So, I know. So, you know. Hanging, hanging in there. Hanging in there, guys. All right, very good. Um, anybody, anybody, one, anybody betting anything tonight? What else you got? What do you, you got? Anything else, buddy? What do you got? Before I'm we... looking at the Celtics. Am I thrilled with it? No, but Philly's been a mess lately. There's, there's really not much else to add. They're, of course potentially going to be without Embiid, who's questionable. Because <laughs> why wouldn't he be questionable? That's kind of his but, deal. I mean, the Sixers have lost three in a row. They have not played well at all. They got killed on the road by Memphis by 35. They lost to Miami, who's missing about half their players, by five. And they lost to the Nets, who are also missing about half their players, by nine. So I don't like the way Philly's playing right now. The first game was very close. It was 88 to 87. I like the under in this game. I do think 213.5 does sound a bit too high. But Boston... They got Jalen Brown back. They've been actually playing better lately. I don't mind the Celtics there. I'd also look at the under. So you don't matter. You don't matter. It doesn't matter to you. They're missing Parker, Horford, Williams, um, Schroeder's questionable, and Tatum's questionable. It's not ideal, but don't you think it's pretty interesting that even with all of those guys who are potentially going to be out, they're still favored by three and a half? I guess. I mean, I don't, again, I don't. I don't want any part of this shit right now. I don't want to see who can mesh and who can play well, who's going to be a game-time decision. I was going to say, Tatum's a, Tatum's questionable too, so that's why when it comes to NBA, you kind of have to just wait and see and hope your guys end up playing. Right. I like the under as my favorite play on that game. I go with because that. Because I think that if Tatum plays or doesn't, both these teams had a very low-scoring matchup the first time around. And if Tatum's out and Schroeder's out and both teams punt the game, how are, how's either team going to score? Yeah, that's that's I, I I agree with that. If I if I had to play that game, 
I would take a spin on the under there. That's to, to me, that's why I've laid off because it's just, there's not just the talent level, but it's how those guys mesh together, how well they know each other's moves, how much they practice as a unit. Um, how about, how about Jefferson tonight? Longest uh, reception over 28 and a half. Well, I know it's a 20 yeah. and a half now. He's gone over in practically every game this season. I forgot the exact numbers. I think he's gone over in 12, uh, what is it? 12 of 13, 12 of 14, I think. Yep. But 28 and a half seems like a decent amount. But then you remember who the Bears have on their secondary. It's not many great players. So I do think that you got a good shot at the over. Yeah, I don't have much more to add. Jefferson's a, a ridiculous receiver in one-on-one coverage. And I think he'll burn somebody once. Uh, Kevin Solano, interesting prop. Dalvin and Nick Chubb uh, over in yards. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. I think yeah, I don't mind that. I I think Minnesota would love nothing better than to take the pressure off of Cousins on a Monday night. Uh, what did Browns man say about the bar? Do, 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 do. do you think the Bears are alive tonight, or do you think they're just going to lose? I think anytime the Vikings play professional football, the other team is live. I think there's an easy way to go about this game. What you do is you wait until the Bears are down like double digits in the fourth quarter. Then you bet the money line because you know Zimmer's going to fall apart. And you can find yourself some potential fun sweating at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some couple of questions about the UFC over the weekend. Uh, oh, that was Tyron Ty- 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 Woodley getting knocked out cold. It was a hell of a knockout. It was. Can Woodley just go away? Yeah, I think it's... I was tired of him back when he was still fighting in the UFC. You documented his fall pretty well there on Twitter for anybody that didn't read that tweet from you. If you don't follow Scott, if you like a lot of... I'll content, go through it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So he was the UFC champion. Then he was a boring UFC fighter that nobody liked. Then he was a celebrity boxer. And then he became a meme. Yeah. Span of about three years, by the way. It's been a pretty it's good. It's kind of impressive. That's pretty, how you speed run failure. Been a pretty pretty good pretty good crash there. Uh, James, I said nothing on the board catches my attention personally. Uh, there's always tomorrow, God willing. Yep. I don't blame you. It's a good approach. Yeah, it is. And it's it don't if you if you you know, I put out picks every day because that's kind of what I'm paid to do. But in reality, there's definitely days I like the card better than other days. So, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. And don't be afraid to pass or don't be afraid to play light. You know, it's there is tomorrow. There's this weekend. There's whatever. Those games aren't going anywhere. Just patience is a virtue. So, I, I want, I want the four and a half hours of my life back from watching that Sunday night football game. Yeah. It was a terrible game, but at least it took a long time. Holy shit, was that awful! Um, you know, we didn't even get to it because we were just I got we were just wrapping SD from that game. But we did do we did do odds makers. I was envisioning Northwestern against Illinois. I was getting PTSD to Big Ten football. Yeah, I know. I had we had we had an odds makers. We're drunk, all set to go for for that line as the uh, they scored nine points total. So anyway, hey, let's get to it, man. Let's uh, what are we 11, 11 and one? Is that right, Scott? Eleven and one, our last dozen. Uh, yes, we're eleven and one in the last twelve. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, right, buddy? Yep. Okay. Well, let's see if we can let's see if we can keep it going, guys. You know what time of day it is? You guys are here. You're checking in. It's time once again. Put on your overalls and put put the other strap up there. Come on, come on. We're not going out on Saturday night. Put strap it up. Put on your straw hat. Grab that corn cob pipe. Climb aboard your John Deere. Get ready to fire that bad boy up because once again, folks, it's time to bet the farm. All right, now Scott, we had some people dancing around uh, about this play, but before we do that, let's take a quick recap. How did we do last time? 
So, over the weekend, we had the over in the Appalachian State-Western Kentucky game, and it cashed in the third quarter. Thought we were going to get there at halftime. Very, very solid play. Yeehaw! Yeah. By the way, quick rant. How do you pull a quarterback when he's 33 yards away from 6,000? He's 33 yards away. You really can't let him throw a couple more passes? I guess they figured they were going to get him all the records they were going to get him. They, they it got was like it. watching Patterson get pulled when he's like 10 yards away from the record. And you're just like, what is happening right now? All right, sir. What do we got cooked up for tonight? So we're going back to the Browns-Raiders game, the game that everybody loves from the night. And we're looking at a player prop, and it's going to be on Nick Chubb. We like Chubb over 80 and a half rushing yards at minus 118 on FoxBet. If you don't have FoxBet available, it's mostly at 81 and a half, but I do like the free extra yard there for eight cents. But you anyway, never know. Cleveland, very good running team, averaging 143.5 rushing yards per game, which is the fourth most in the league. Chubb this season is averaging 92.6 rushing yards per game. We know how good he is when he's in the lineup, and I think he'll perform well here. Vegas, not good against the run, giving up 125.3 rushing yards per game, which ranks 26th in the league. And, of course, Nick Mullins, the third stringer, is the starting quarterback. I'd be shocked if the Browns let him throw the ball more than 20 times in this game, unless they really, really need to. They'll run the ball a lot. Chubb's going to get a bunch of touches. I think by volume alone, he should get at least 25 touches on the ground. And I think that 80 and a half for a number like that, based on the volume, is way too low. I think he goes north of 100. Yep, I think that's all. With with Hunt out, he's going to, uh, I think, have a little heavier workload than he when he normally would, even with Johnson being a solid back there. I think Chubb's going to get 20-plus carries that he should get home to this 80-and-a-half without a problem. So that's going to do it for our show here today, guys. As always, we, stopped, we thank you for stopping by on this beautiful Monday. Of course, uh, if you want to uh, subject yourself to even more of us, we're going to be doing a couple of bowl previews here coming up pretty darn quick. We're going to be taking a look at the uh, whatever the bowl game is for tomorrow, and then we're going to be uh, taking a look at the Wednesday bowl game between Army and Missouri in the Armed Forces Bowl. So we'll be back with those in just a few minutes. But for now, that's it for the show. Monday's in the can. We appreciate you guys stopping by. Enjoy your day. Stay safe, everybody. Be good. Good luck on all your plays. And, of course, we will see you right back here tomorrow as Scott and I head back to the window. Take care, everybody.